Hello everyone and welcome to what is definitely <coughs> an, experiment, an experimental pilot uh, today which is a bonus episode in which we turn what basically amounts to a planning meeting into audio gold and uh, the idea here is that uh, we take a look at the forthcoming season of the Napoleonic Quarterly which covers the years 1800 and 1801. And we try to work out, not by diktat, as has been the case before with me just making it up, but uh, almost by committee, um, what topics should fill each of the three empty slots that we've got in our eight episodes that will cover these two years. Now, you all know that the Napoleonic Quarterly takes the epic conflicts of the 1792 to 1815 period three months at a time. And that in each of those episodes, we have we get three historians to do 10 minute interviews um, that then get uh, um, uh, talked about and chewed over by our professorial panelists, Charles Esdale and Alex Mika Baridze. Charles and Alex are on hand here today. Um, for, for this exercise too, and um, but 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 what we're going to be doing is I'm going to hand over the reins in a moment to Josh Proven, who listeners have heard um, talking us through the headline developments um, uh, for each episode. So the way that this will work is, first of all, Josh will for each quarter talk talk us through what those headline developments might look like. That they're um, not editorialised at this stage, but a mere section of dates. Then we'll turn to Charles and Alex, uh, who will offer their thoughts on what they think perhaps ought to be the three main segments. I will then, uh, Josh will turn to me, who and, and I will reveal what I had put in, what I was thinking of this project 10 years or so ago. And I've already checked. Some of them are all very wrong. It's all it's no good at all. So that would be a starting point. And then there will be an opportunity for those uh, on the call now. You're all very welcome to to offer some comments or thoughts of your own. And and the way you might do that is um, it would just be a case of uh, typing uh, a, a comment in 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 the Skype chat, perhaps to uh, and, and Bernie Campbell, uh, who's been helping us out with visualizing those uh, headline developments recently is is on hand to, to help talk us through that so we will do that times it by eight for each of the episodes and yeah as we were saying just beforehand it should be no more than an hour tops <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see how that goes oh dear oh dear we'll see how that goes so um at this stage uh it's uh it's time for me to hand over the reins to josh uh, you'll see me coming and going as i uh um sort of you know I, I i've got these new glasses you see i only got them yesterday so i'm i'm playing it safe by handing it over to josh josh over to you over to me thank you very much alex and it's very nice to see everybody on the call today hello charles and um other alex we have a visual now <laughs> for you um so thank you for handing over the reins so eloquently um Alex uh, Stevenson, of course, is the, so to speak, quartermaster general of this of this call, and he's the one who's going to be trying to organize all of the thoughts that we gather together. And so for the uh, first quarter of 1800, um, 
the possible headlines. And it's it's very funny that uh, that it's, it's it's sweet that he thinks that I I editorialize them at all, <laughs> really. But um, the first quarter could include of eighteen hundred could include um, matters of diplomacy, uh, where in January uh, Pitt rejects Napoleon's peace overtures. Um, in Egypt. Uh, also in January, you have the convention of El Arish, uh, then followed in March by the Battle of Heliopolis. We have a possible topic of religion, um, which uh, would see, which is it's it's sort of political. It's political and religious. In March, you get the election of. There is some interference there. Sorry, um, there is the in March you get the election of Pope Pius the seventh. That's me trying to figure out Roman numerals in my head. <laughs> and there is some static, I think, coming from um, Charles's mic there. Sorry, Charles, no worries. Sabotage. You've sabotaged us, Charles. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we'll have to. We'll have to try to. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I exercised my Napoleonic powers. Somebody had to. <laughs> uh, for those for those listening and not realizing what just happened, our, our second professor just muted Charles Esdale. <laughs> All right, Charles. <laughs> hey, he has the powers to unmute himself. <laughs> Carry on, right, well, now in, you, you may well now be in Charles in charge of Charles's mic, Alex, <laughs> but. um so yes in 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 march of 1800 there is a religious event there is the election of pope pius the seventh then you go to uh the possibility of um some british domestic affairs in february you have uh king george informing parliament that further subsidies will be needed uh about two million pounds to continue the war i wonder how that will turn out um wonder if that will have any lasting effects on the world. Um, Then in Russia, you have um, Paul, uh, Tsar Paul, expelling the French emigres, including the Comte de Provence, from his territories. And then down to to French domestic affairs, uh, in February, you have a nationwide plebiscite for the new constitution. Um, The... Law of 28 Pouvoirs, establishing departmental prefects and new administrative systems for France. So, you know, that's a good meet for all the bureaucratic fans. Uh, and then we have um, just some, I don't know, just just some sort of estate agent work as uh, Bonaparte moves into the Tuileries. So lots of decorating involved in that episode, I'm sure. Uh, French military for March uh, on the 1st of March, he, Bonaparte intru- introduces the corps system into the French armies, the corps d'armée system. Armée system. Um, I, I'm going to presume that that is going to be uh, a matter of opinion as to when precisely he did that. Um, but that's a good topic anyway. The corps system is something that people will want to talk about, I'm sure. Uh, and then um, at the end of the quarter, you have the uh the new consulate of the year uh, eight i believe and the um schwannery and vendee um nonsense 
and the Royalist pardons and suppressions. And that's that's all the possible headlines I have currently for the for the first quarter, which means that Alex, uh, uh, we I, I toss it to you and you toss it to the professors, I believe, <laughs> or do we go straight to the professors? You, you take the reins, Josh, and uh, do, do, do go straight over to the professors. Although, as right. I find myself talking, I'll just quickly say that, um, as a general observation, I've got a few different reference books that I've been using for this, and they're surprisingly inconsistent. Like the degree of mm, that's not quite right, actually, means that there has to be a bit of an asterisk over all of these. Yes. Um, uh, but they're all <laughs> roughly right, more or less. Yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll see how we get on. This is a planning meeting and actual details will, uh, most of the details are going to be quite casual, um, but the main, this is about topics and events. So don't, don't do your homework by this episode, but do enjoy the, do enjoy the, the journey. So um, Charles and Alex, your thoughts on some of these topics, or do you have anything that you think that you would like to see or talk about? Well, I've, I, I'll come in with a couple of things. Um, 18, we're talking about 1800. Yes, first, yeah? three, first three months. When does the siege of Genoa start? Hmm, I don't know offhand. Anybody? We can Google yeah, it's, this. Um, it's the beginning of April. It's um, April, right. It's, Thank it's, you, it's quite, the the, the, um, the run-up to it is quite interesting because they're trying a couple of ruses de guerre to get hold of Fenestrelli and Savona. Right. And of course, the uh, Royal Navy battleship, the Queen Charlotte, blew up as well. So that, that, those are good. That's a good thought for April, but we're um, we're not there yet. Thank you, David Hollands. <laughs> we can no, rely on this, this is this is at the back end of March. I thought you said it was April. Right. Okay. Um, the, 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 the siege the siege actually starts yeah. because it, it, it gets delayed because Radetzky and some of his mates want to have a party. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, what, what do you what do you think then, Charles, about uh, Genoa? Well, I mean, clearly, I mean, we're obvious in the second quarter, um, April, May, June. Yeah, in the second quarter, we're obviously going to have Marengo. And and it, if we don't do something about the siege of Genoa in the first quarter, if we don't squeeze it in there, we're going to have an awful lot of the second quarter, which is going to be about about uh, the Italian campaign, which I don't mind which I don't mind. All I point out, and this is the other thing I was going to bring in for either this quarter or next quarter, um, in May 1800, and yeah, I know that's the second quarter, um, you have the War of the Oranges between Spain and Portugal. Now, um, I know it's a very obscure topic and it doesn't last for very long, but the point is that it brings Manuel de Godoy uh, back to power he'd been he'd been he'd been out of office for a couple of years and he's he's appointed generalissimo of the spanish army and in, in, initiates his his second period of military reform um and and is is basically placed in the position from which he gets kicked out in 1808 um given that spain is so important or will be so important um, I actually think it would be very helpful to have um, a session on Spain, either in the first session or in the second session, and and um, either we could we could do it on and um, 
you know, do it on sort of the run up to the, to the war of the oranges and and say, well, this is this produces the war of the oranges and not a lot happens in it. Um, or we can do it in the second quarter. And it would go alongside um, Genoa and Marengo easily enough. Um, but I, I do think well, that Spain has got to be there somewhere. Well, I would I would agree. I'm a big fan of including Spain in a lot of things, personally. Uh, and I'm also a big, big fan of niche things that nobody cares about. But I think that Alex may have to have a, have a choice of how he handles that. Um, Alex M, thoughts? Oh, well, um, first of all, good morning. A very early morning for some of you and uh, good afternoon for others. Um, uh, I think this is one of those embarrassment of riches kind of uh, episode because unlike some episodes that we really struggle to find um, kind of material to discuss outside this core area, here we have plenty of things to discuss, both on Spain, as Charles pointed out, on France, um, if nothing else, um, January is when Bank of France is established with all the uh, great ramifications of it, uh, both short term and long term. Um, if we look slightly beyond it, of course, this uh, the, uh, the March April period is when uh, we say we see the uh, you know important developments in the United States. Um, not, not the least of them is the establishment of the capital. Um, there is Washington as a new political center of the state. Um, um, and of course, uh, this is also a period when uh, Russia and Ottoman Empire consolidate the control of the uh, Ionian Islands, establishing a republic, which will be an interesting question to, de- to discuss how two imperial monarchical powers agree to create a republic which uh, which should be a, a, a you know a, within the ideological debates of the time a, a radical experiment. Um, so I think the question is whether we want to. And I think that's when where uh, Josh you, you alluded to it is whether we want to go a lot uh, uh, fully military on it because we have a war going, and as David and Charles discussed, there are major events of this war, right? Uh, the siege of Genoa that we can indeed discuss in the first episode so as not to overwhelm the second one. The second will be clearly uh, about the decisive clash um, uh, at, at Marengo. Um, but how do we balance? So my option, my preference would be maybe not to overwhelm the listeners with a military discussion. Um, Frankly, I would be actually in favor of skipping uh, or, you know, combining discussion of the siege of Genoa in the second episode and skipping it on the, in the first one uh, in, in, in preference for more political, diplomatic or even economic topic. Mm-hmm. That would. Th- those topics are usually very interesting to audiences, I think. Um, they're more sort of eye-catching in a way. I like the idea that Charles put about combining um, sort of what what you might uh, what you might call Southern European affairs into one subject, which would be military events between Spain and Northern Italy, which theoretically should make room for content from Northern and Eastern Europe, 
as well. We may not have time, I don't know what you think, um, Quartermaster General, uh, about the Americans at this stage uh, and how important that would be. Yeah, but potentially. And I, I, this is a good moment to um, set out my proposed resolution of the uh, various options that we face before us. Um, what, what, what I think what we'll do in this uh, planning meeting is identify the different options. And it's subsequent to this that those uh, who have attended this call will receive a, you know, a, a sort of questionnaire, a, a, a ballot paper, in fact, uh, in which they can choose the three options that they would go for. Um, and uh, the results will then be presented in due course. And um, I, I, I think we all live in a, an age of democracy that where we can improve on the Napoleonic plebiscite that takes place in this three months, in fact. But I do think it would be can quite we funny. Know, I, Alex, can <laughs> we? <laughs> well, I reserve the right to have one result where it turns out three million said yes and 2,000 said no. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so let, I tell you what, let me show you what I, I came up with 10 years ago when I was planning this. Very dodgy, this tripod. Very dodgy. But uh, what I've done here is let's let's see. And I think it's a, OK. So what I was thinking, this is a what this is way back was Heliopolis. So Egypt, the Battle of Hochstadt, which is David will, will tell us is in June. So it's in completely the wrong place anyway. And then something on Russia and French diplomacy. I've got no idea what I was, why I was focused on Russian and French diplomacy then. But perhaps that tends to lean towards, um, you know, Alex wanted to, to talk about some of the politics of this. So I'm not sure how useful that is, actually. Um, I, I might be tempted to put those aside and focus on what we've talked about so far, unless any others on the call have a view. So in the first quarter, um, I thought that this was taking this thread. We must have something on on. Napoleon's reconstruction of France. We've got to have something on um, well, the the, um, uh, the 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 uh, crumbs departments. Departments and prefects have been mentioned, um, but there's lots of other stuff. Um, you know, restoring order, um, putting down the chion, um, the, yes, the, um, the opening opening to the to the the aristocrats, and so on and so forth. There must be. A, a substantial section on on Napoleon's reconstitution of France. Yes, I think that the 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 chronology that we have laid out at the second would tend to agree with that. I think actually, if you combine the French domestic um, and French military sections that are between February um, and March, uh, even January and March, actually, if I'm reading that correctly, would would tend to support that quite strongly, Charles. You'd have one on France in general, Napoleon's consolidation of power, and then something on potentially something on Spain. Um, setting the groundwork there. I think there'll, there'll still be a few options, won't there, as to whether to be. Uh, so, so um, yeah, that's good. Alex, that, that was, that was a good discussion. You, so, our discussion is about the first quarter, not the yeah, whole right, year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right so because, now we're talking about January, February, March, eighteen hundred. Because yeah. some of the things that we are discussing can be easily handled throughout the year, throughout the season. So, for example, 
we can um, touch upon French matters in the first episode and postpone the Spanish matters to for the second episode or even third and discuss it within the context of the orange war the oranges. Um, so I think and same applies. So you know we can discuss in the first episode Napoleon consolidating the power and establishing Bank of France and restore, starting restore order as the beginning of the of a theme that will be pursued then throughout this throughout the season. Because for France, this will be the main main theme this season. Order, you know, uh, in its multiple manifestations, whether through police restoration, consolidation of administrative reform, uh, return of the religion, or whatever it is, right? So that will be a theme that we'll pursue throughout the year. But we can set that theme in the first episode with an understanding that if we cover it well enough in the first episode, we'll not have to retread that ground in the second one, which gives us the time to devote to some some other areas, whether it's Russia or Spain or United States. So I think I prefer right now if we agree on what will be covered in the first episode. Mm-hmm. That, well, go on, Josh. No, I was <clears throat> I was about to agree that uh, that between you and Charles, there must be certainly a emphasis on French matches in the first quarter. And Did you ask uh, Charles. <laughs> yeah, he he did say before that there must be an emphasis on the um, on Napoleon's uh, consolidation. I can't wait. Crop. I can't wait for to hear his take on the reforms. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> You'll be such a fan, hey, Charles, that... won't you? Hang on, I'm I'm fiddling. Hang on. <laughs> Much as Napoleon. No. Is. I I I have I have no problem with recognizing Napoleon's reforms in France. We're recording out, this, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, he set out to create a strong state, um, a state based on order, a state which which he which would basically bend itself to his will. Um, of course, I recognise his reforms. It's just I don't I don't happen to think they they, they were um, altruistic. Very, 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 very well put, Charles. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. We should probably be moving on to qu- quarter two discussion. Uh, I, f- I feel like. Did you say, want to say, add something there, Alex? No, because we have. I, th- I don't think we've fi- even finished the first one, um, uh, Josh. I'm going to have to go. To, I'm, I'm going to go to the quartermaster general here, um, mm-hmm. who was who wanted me to try and keep something to time, and we're approaching two thirty. Oh, crikey. Well, um, yeah, this is my new super K. I find it thrust upon... This is a bonus episode, Alex. Bonus episode. Give us a bit more time. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm true. happy with that. I'm happy with that. <laughs> well, what I do want to do is give give our patrons a chance to comment at, at each quarter. So, Bernie, I don't know whether anyone's um, typed anything into the chat or whether everyone is listening and smiling quietly. <laughs> Bernie, have we had any comments through? Uh, no, this there hasn't been any comments uh, through so far. Uh, if you do have a comment, uh, you can type it in. Noah's typing now. Um, the, um... He is dumbstruck <laughs> with awe. Uh, I think we all are. Uh, this is. Um, I am. I am called to mind of the Bismarck quote right now. Uh, you know, things you don't want. The sausages. <laughs> Enough with your your late 19th century nonsense. The original quote was about Napoleonic historians, but he went with sausages. (laughs) 
Okay, um, in which case, Josh, we can, I think we can move on to, to the second quarter. Okay. My apologies, Alex. Um, we, we have to move on. <laughs> the quartermaster general is given his orders. Um, so possibilities for quarter two would be in the in the north. You have Gustavus IV, crown king of Sweden. Uh, I'm quite partial to things Scandinavian being brought up uh, in the Baltic uh, because a little bit like earlier events in Spain, they, they don't get a lot of press. Um, in Holland, um, April and June, Bonaparte is attempting to um, push a new constitution based on the French model, uh, but is rejected by the assembly of the Batavian Republic. Uh, Italy in April, through April through June, uh, of course, uh, events that we were sort of touching on before, Siege of Genoa, um, Bonaparte joining the army, French and the Great Saint Bernard Pass, occupation of Milan, fall of Genoa, Battle of Montebello, uh, and the Battle of Marengo. Uh, then in Egypt, you have the assassination of Kleber. Uh, in the Rhine in Germany, uh, May and June again, uh, Morat in Bavaria, at the Battle of Stockach, uh, Morat at Ulm. Uh, a lot of Moreau is very busy uh, at Hochstadt and uh, the advance on Munich. And then at the end, um, generally speaking, it is sort of condensed into an idea of um, Italy, Messina and Genoa, uh, the crossing of the Alps and Marengo, I guess, is, is the high points of, of, the, of that outline. So... Your your thoughts, Charles and Alex M. I don't want to just call you by your last name, Alex. Uh, yeah, I, I would just say, hey, Mika Baridze, do you? No, you can call me Alex. There's too many Alexes. Alex the Great is, is the one. Alex the Great. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander the Great. Well, I mean... Uh, yeah, go ahead, Charles. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly think that the the obvious mix for the second quarter is is the War of the Oranges, because that happens in May. Um, and I'd be quite happy with, two, with, with an episode on the Siege of Genoa and then an episode on Marengo, because the Siege of Genoa is an absolutely dreadful, dreadful affair. I mean, the city's reduced to near starvation and... Um, and of course, you know, you've got Messina, who, who becomes one of Napoleon's greatest marshals and, um, you know, really emerging as a, as a first class military leader. Um, I could certainly live with um, two episodes on the Marengo campaign because it's you know, such an important campaign. If we could cut it down to one, that that would that would work, I think. Um, what I put in its place, um, I hear what you say about Scandinavia, Josh, because I'd be interested in getting Scandinavia in as well. But we can bring in Scandinavia. Um, well, I mean, Gustav IV actually joins the Third Coalition in 1805. So, so we could we could bring him in then, or um, we can bring him in with with the war against Russia in 1808, 1809. We, you know, we can we can bring him in. Um, with it. In fact, we probably have to do um, 
two episodes on on the the Russo-Finnish War, you know, one on eighteen oh eight, and then one on eighteen oh nine. So I don't think I don't think Gustav is is the person to go with. Um, I if we get somebody to do something on Holland, that would be interesting. But anyway, that's quite enough from me. I I am rabbiting on. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. Well done, rabbit. Um, good. <laughs> uh, Alex the Great. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, no, I, I agree, actually, with Charles um, that uh, I, I think in the second episode, we have key events that we cannot simply dance around. Um, it has to be um, military, more military focused um, in, in the second episode. Uh, I, I would prefer to have a if if the um, if our beloved leader allows us to have maybe a bit longer discussion of the campaign, the June campaign, in order to account for the siege and the battle. Um, whether it's two, two, two separate segments or one long one, um, I'll, I'll let him decide. But I, I agree we have to account, uh, we, we have to um, discuss those two things for sure. Um, I agree with Charles that the Swedish affairs can be uh, discussed a bit later. Um, and there are so many other events that we can tie to Sweden. Uh, for example, assassination of, uh, well, um, the, the execution of uh, Duke Dargen. Um, one, the, the only person who really forcefully responded and vocally so uh, was, was uh, Sweden. And so we can kind of maybe connected. If nothing else, uh, the Duke's dog ended up in Stockholm. Uh, so we can tie that in. Um, but not not maybe at this point when we have so many things to discuss. So my preference will be to have one segment on, on Italy with, with the military Sorry, affairs. Alex. One Alex. On, on, on Germany. Mm. Yes, mm-hmm. Charles, go ahead. Alex. How do you how do you tie in a dog online? <laughs> do, you, uh, do, you need, do you need a special a special sort of lead? Oh, the, oh, the jokes are the jokes are here. The jokes are here. The jokes are in everywhere. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I will I will mute myself before anybody else does. <laughs> need a drum roll. But I'm bummed. Um. So I, my preference will be to have one for on Italy uh, affairs in Italy, one uh, situation in Germany, and then we can fill in uh, the third one um, with I don't know what. <laughs> there are so many to choose what's from. The, what's the German stuff again? What's the German stuff? Uh, the Rhine, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Crime Moreau. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, all, quite, it's quite important because Napoleon originally was going to go to Germany, mm-hmm. um, but because of uh, because of the rivalry with Moreau, he went he went down to Italy because Berthier was more pliable, basically. Um, and uh, you've also got um, Moreau is is actually he's De Sol is his chief of staff, and he's he's an actual chief of staff rather than the pen pusher as Berthier was. And he's introducing a, a core system. You also get this guy, Rulski, who was on the take from Schulmeister. Um, and he was actually on the staff of Lothringen's column, which is where Moreau actually went smashing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, of course, you're going back over the same 
uh, roads that they were fighting over in 1796 and 1799. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I agree with David. Is is that the uh, you know. For all the attention we need to give to Marengo, we should not forget the Battle of Hochstadt, which will allow us to discuss what David was alluding right now, and more crucially, to set the stage for that another theme that yes. I think we should pursue this season, and that is the Napoleon's relationship with his colleagues, so to speak, or essentially rivals. Because one of the things Charles and I we've discussed through the, all the seasons is that if Bonaparte was shot at Marengo, would France head it same way or not, right? Because all everything points to the desire to use an army to overthrow the government and to have a leader of the army to do it. So was Moreau that leader? Was Bernadotte that leader? We already killed off Joubert, so that's not one. Um, so I think this dichotomy of Moreau and, and Bonaparte can be fleshed out in episode two, because here are the two, both of them are successful almost at the same time, what five days difference. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, as I said in the outline, Moreau is everywhere in May and June uh, in, what we, in what we have written down. So that makes a lot of sense. Also, a more military um, theme to episode episode two, you might call it, the second quarter, would be a good balance if you are slightly more political on the first. Um, it's, it's sort of like a nice arc begins to form. Um, so, uh, does anybody else, uh, ha do we have anything in the chat, Bernie? Yes, uh, we do. Uh, comment from Noah. Uh, I'm generally curious. I think it's fair to say the theme of Napoleon losing Marengo has massive implications for Napoleon's regime. Are there active internal movements coalescing, waiting to pounce, such as the Neo-Jacobins or Royalists to discuss? So that was from <laughs> Noah. Excellent. That might, that might tie in a little bit with what you were saying there. Um, Alex M um, about Napoleon's relationship with power and his colleagues essentially so that's a good point uh, what did you have in mind Alex quartermaster general let's have a little look uh, let's see so I went for Marengo oranges and Flaubert which we can put to one side because Cray Moreau that is clearly much much better much, much better than that so to, to me that feel, it feels fairly straightforward the sort of selection mm. process but for this well, episode yeah quite cohesive actually if i can if i can suggest uh for the second episode my preference would be if we could discuss italy and broadly so that will be genoa yeah. uh, uh, marengo germany kind of again military side and then uh, for the third episode uh, segment we can discuss the establishment if we don't do it in the first uh, episode in the second one, maybe we can discuss the establishment of that Septuagintular uh, Republic in the Ionian Island because it's the first Greek state uh, that was established since the since the destruction of the Byzantine Empire, and that is the that is the connection, kind of the mm -hmm. theme that can will run through our entire podcast actually because we'll be coming back to these affairs of Balkans and, and the Greeks that will ultimately lead to the independence of Greek and, and the decline of the Ottoman Empire. So I think this is where yes. might yes, be a good point to discuss. Well, I put it to you, uh, uh, Alex and others, that we may have solved the question of what we wanted to put in the first uh, episode where we, where we had a blank spot, because I don't think Charles could cope with us leaving out the segment on the oranges, the War of the Oranges, uh, which we're condensing into that second episode. 
So uh, you'd, you'd mentioned in the context of the first episode as well, doing, doing the Ionian Islands then. So how about that, Alex? If we have, in addition to sections on Spain and France in the, in the first episode, we also chuck in something on the Ionian Islands there. So that we, what do you, what, how about that? That will be perfect if Charles is okay with it. The, do I see Spain in the first episode? Is that the oranges yeah. that you had? Yeah. If we no, remove no. that, can, oh. can we can we put the papal election because that's also an important issue for the episode, and, and it happens in in, in early in yeah, early eighteen hundred. Charles, I mean, what do you have in mind with Spain in episode one? Can, and can it be covered in 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 episode two? Yeah, um, the actual War of the Oranges happens in, as I recall, May. So it would, it, to, to my mind, it would fit perfectly well in 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 a in a in an episode in which we have the War of the Oranges, uh, Marengo and Genoa. We'd put them together, and Moreau um, and Germany, or and or Moreau and Bonaparte. That that sort of link, and then and then in the first episode. Oh, come on, I'm going to say it. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I am sorry. The War of the Oranges is indeed 1801. I am wasting yeah. everybody's time. I'm oh, sorry. No. Don't worry about it, Charles. Uh, I, doing, I, 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 I do this but, all the time. But, but <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that you wanted... I thought that you wanted to discuss more uh, Spanish internal politics so, with the yes. emphasis on Godoy. Well, I mean, we could still do that. We could still do that. You could make it a general Spanish Godoy episode. No, I, I, in that case, I would, I would keep, I would keep Spain to eighteen oh one, right? Seri okay. Seriously, and, so it, we... and then that means that means that there will be space for the Ionian Republic, which I do think is important. We already have the Ionian Republic possibly in the uh, first quarter, so we now have a gap in the second quarter. <laughs> what a mess! What a mess! What? I can't but, believe. But, hang on, hang on, hang on. Maybe we could. <laughs> oh, we, we have to, plenty to choose from, Alex. We have plenty. Of, um, uh, you could go back to Sweden. You could go. You could go east. No Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> no Sweden. <laughs> we don't need the herring. Okay. Um, you could why go east. We, uh, Josh, why don't we move on to um, the okay. third quarter? Right. We'll go to the third quarter, and we'll we'll see what uh, we'll see what we can come up with for the. Yeah, and then we'll have another go at it. We'll have another go at that. <clears throat> right. So, quarter three, eighteen hundred. Um, you have a truce on the Rhine between the Austrians and the French in July, and then in Switzerland a coup d'état, which is a bit of a problem in August for the French. Uh, Northern Front in August, you have the uh, British squadron ordered to Copenhagen to um, to to bully the Danes into um, stop using convoys, which again Scandinavian in a, topics uh, the the Danish convoys are quite important in terms of the Baltic and the League of Armed Neutrality and all that rot. Um, and then you have uh, French domestic in August, the formation of a committee to draft the civil code. Diplomatic matters between July and August could include preliminary peace treaty agreed in Paris. Um, Britain and Austria negotiating a new alliance, including a British subsidy, um, and the Austrian commitment to no separate peace, uh, and the French make a second peace offer to the British. Uh, you then have a possibility of um, something that will please British listeners, uh, British expeditionary and naval warfare, the raid on Ferrol, 
uh, French forces surrender Malta, um, the capture of a convoy protected by a Danish frigate in the summer. Uh, British domestic part um, matches in July, August and September. We get the Second Combination Act passed, uh, modifying the 1799 predecessor. Um, the Act of Union uniting Ireland and Britain, uh, abolishing the Dublin Parliament. Uh, food riots in many parts, parts of Britain uh, because of uh, high wheat prices. And then Russia domestic in September, Paul preparing forces against the Austrian border. Uh, also, he's he's being rather belligerent about the the British alliance, and which alarms the nobles at the Russian court. Uh, I, I guess we can all see where that's going. <clears throat> uh, then in Holland, you have a conservative coup backed by French troops uh, announcing meetings of the primary primary assemblies to vote on a new constitution and the end of the quasi war, which we haven't actually mentioned at all and that could be a gap actually i don't know if that would fit into quarter two the quasi war um and washington and and whatnot thoughts charles and alex all right um so to, to start from at the end um this is the quarter where i wanted to discuss the quasi war because of the treaty of uh Morte fontaine so this is a, a a nice opportunity to to not just end the quasi war but to update listeners on the state of the relations between United States, France, and then more broadly, United States and European powers, right? So they're going to outline the status of, of United States. So that's, uh, for me, that's an important, um, an important episode, uh, segment to have in episode three. So not just the treaty, but more broadly, kind of United States in the largest system of uh, uh, state relations. I I would also um, have prefer strongly so to have um, a, a segment on active union because that will allow us to assess the situation in in, in Great Britain as a whole, you know, both you know through the prism of the relations mm. with uh, with Ireland. So uh, I think that's for me is, is is a crucial one. On the third one, we can we can quibble um, because there are quite a few things to choose from. Charles? More for 10 is fine. Yes, I, I, I agree something on that. Um, with regard to Britain, yes, fine. Uh, certainly something on that. Except I might shift the emphasis from what Alex Mikarabridza was saying in that I m might put the emphasis on um, the bread riots and such rather than the Act of Union. Um, because Frankly, the Act of Union doesn't force Britain to make peace um, uh, in the, in, with the Peace of Amiens. It is, it is a deteriorating domestic situation, uh, which, which is the real issue. Um, so I'm, I might go for bread rights. The third thing, um, just a thought that occurs to me, um, is anything happening in Haiti at this point? I have nothing on the master list at the second, but there must be. That's when uh, Toussaint takes over Spanish side. Uh, yeah, so that's because I forgot to put it in from Black Spartacus, which yeah. is an excellent chronology. And in 1800, um, you've got uh, Toussaint in August uh, being victorious in the Southern War uh, and Rigo fleeing. Um, and then 
in October and November, it's just sort of, it's still more domestic stuff. I think the big moment for Haiti is going to come in 1801, when on July the 7th, that's the moment when Toussaint unveils his new constitution. He proclaims himself emperor for life. Uh, slavery is abolished forever. And, and I th- I, that, that may be the moment when we want to pick up the Haiti story again because of, you know, what then follows. And it's going to be very big in uh, season six, covering 1802 and 1803. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think Haiti, this is an important moment as such, but uh, maybe uh, because we've discussed Haiti um, in, in several segments, and as Alex says, we'll have one, um, a big event coming up. Maybe we can postpone it. But uh, Josh, um, uh, how about, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, late summer of 1800 is when British are taking over Carnatic. I need to double check the date. Maybe, maybe uh, if we if that pans out and it is the period, maybe we can kind of zoom out and use Carnatic as a way of uh, discussing matters in India. I just yes. need to double check the precise date. I think it's, a, it's I think it's a late summer, early fall. I was I was I was thinking something similar to you, uh, Alex. Actually, I was trying to remember the dates uh, leading up to the Maratha Civil War, what the British were doing in between the fall of Seringapatam and um, the, the the debacle with the Marathas, and it was essentially them attempting to annex states in in the Carnatic. I'm almost certain. Um, there's a particular one which I couldn't include in my book for space reasons where um, Mornington really, really went after a particular state. Um, so we could definitely do something like that if there was room. So uh, does any, any any chat questions, thoughts, opinions, jokes? Any more jokes, Charles? Uh, no, no, I, I, am, I am muting myself. To everybody's relief. Um, there was a comment from an earlier uh, post. Noah suggested splitting Genoa and Marengo to bookend Germany. I think that would have been in quarter two, but there hasn't been anything so far for this quarter. Okay. Did, um, I, did I see you trying to attract attention there, Alex, uh, quartermaster general? You can speak anytime you want. You are the boss. Oh, no, not still. Um, but uh, for I just wanted to show you how terrible my, my thoughts had been 10 years ago. Leoburn was about three years previously, so t- I, I don't know what that's doing there. I've got no idea what the Caracas is. Uh, did anything happen in Caracas? I was, think, I was trying to think that myself, if there was anything in Latin yeah. America we could focus on. Um, there may be some political things with the Criollos, possibly, but I'm not sure if it's very dramatic. I don't. I don't think so. Um, uh, you've got you've got Miranda. Um, yeah. And 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 um, the the incredible John Downey, who 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 crops up with him, um, but that's not till eighteen oh. Yeah. Eighteen oh seven, I think, possibly eighteen oh six. I think we're a little um, early for 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 Venezuelan affairs to be yeah. really. I, th- I think that's right. And then the feral raid, I think I was going off a lot of naval stuff. Um, and there was indeed a raid on feral in this in this period. But well, we can put those aside for now. And it's looking like we've got quasi war and and India. Uh, and then so we'll be looking for one more for this episode. What might I think that be? In, in- 
I think India will be with the uh, question mark because we need to double check with the. Mm. Um, you, you you have this sort of uh, annoying three year gap, um, but I believe just because there is no sort of active, uh, very famous event within that gap, it doesn't mean that there isn't stuff going on that we need to be aware no, of. There, see, the, the way, I'll, I'll, because we need to kind of, the idea was to use an event that takes place in this quarter, yeah. right, as a, as a gateway. So, for example, we can use Active Union mm. as a gateway to discussion dread riots. Or I think, if I'm not mistaken, in August of 1800, there is a treaty between British East India Company and Carnatic, state and that might be a, a, a gateway we'll say okay here's the treaty but why is the treaties there what's the long-term implication and kind of discuss the whole thing but again i'll double check that yeah uh, the, the third should, is what we're looking for right yeah i should have notes on on affairs in the Carnatic, to be honest as well uh noah has chimed in with a comment uh, could you combine Farrell and the danes to speak to the naval trade situation and the anglo-russian deterioration and perhaps the bread riots would be the third i like that because um one of the narrative strands that we want to push is the the northern story during this during this uh, period um that's actually going to be pretty important uh, in general so that that could work very well actually I'm going to stick that down. Score, score one to know. <laughs> okay, so I think we've got some we got some good stuff going on there for quarter three. Um, so we we must I think press ahead to quarter four with the um, with permission of the quartermaster general. <laughs> permission granted. <laughs> just before uh, we yeah. board, just just one comment. Um, did you what did you put down there, uh, uh, Alex? Yeah. Yeah. So I think one way we can slash trade. Yeah. One well, one way we can uh, actually structure that um, is 1800, especially summer and fall, is when um, Russia is actually pursuing the first what we essentially call first continental system, first continental blockade, and Napoleon is part of it. Denmark is part of it. Mm. So what we we can use this maybe as a way of describing that. This here's the moment when Northern Europe is coming in within the continental system or blockade in which Russia and, uh, and France are dominant, but Denmark and North Scandinavian countries are participating. Uh, and, and that will kind of set the stage, long term stage, uh, for the discussion of the second blockade that will come in 1806. Yeah, that, that sounds good. Yeah, we should we should take note of that definitely because that is a yeah the all of that kind of, does kind of foreshadow rather nicely the the continental system. So that's excellent. I see that uh, the quartermaster general is 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 busy at the board. So we'll go to quarter four then uh, with possible headlines commencing with the British expeditionary naval warfare in October. Uh, the British raid on Cadiz is abandoned. And then we go to the Americas in October. We have the cession of Louisiana to France through the Treaty of San Ildefonso. Um, so that must, that's presumably the Louisiana Purchase by another name. Um, pretty important, uh, at least popularly. Uh, November 17th, Congress meets in Washington for the first time. So we, we got to um, Alex the Great's um, 
point earlier, uh, eventually. Um, election for the president, Baron Jefferson for the Democratic Republicans and Adams for the um, Pinckney and Pinckney, sorry, for the Federalists in the Rhine in November. It's getting chilly. Um, Ryan ceasefire continues, therefore not surprising. Archduke John is, however, seeking to um, destroy the French left wing, apparently. Uh, we have the French victory at the Battle of um, Hohenlinden. Moreau is marching towards Vienna. Brune is in the Alps. MacDonald is in the Tyrol. The Austrians are suing then sue for peace in the December at the armistice signed at, and I don't know how really to pronounce that, Steyr. Um, French domestic, uh, in the Christmas season, we have the failed um, infernal machine attempt on Bonaparte's life, which is... Very, which is very juicy, and with that you get the one of the, you get you get crime scene Napoleonic Paris when Fouché comes in and tracks down the guy who <laughs> who made the bomb with what was it a, a mule's leg hoof or something like that. Oh, that guy is so creepy. Anyway, then we go to October and diplomacy. Russia uh, informs France of readiness to make peace. Um, with with Denmark, Sweden, and Russia sign their armed neutrality. Um, League of Armed Neutrality. British mission received by Fat Ali Shah in Tehran. That's that's nice. I'd like that. I've been reading a bit about that. Um, Persian affairs and trying to gain influence. The struggle between the French and the British to try and gain influence in the East, I suppose, and the Russians as well. Um, uh, Denmark and Sweden also sign up to the League of Armed Neutrality. I may have repeated myself there. Prussia joins the League of Armed Neutrality. Everybody's getting under the League of the um, Armed Neutrality. That's where the cool kids are. In the Near East, we have Russia unilaterally abolishing the Georgian Kingdom of Kartli Kakheti. Uh, and then the Kartli Kakheti uh, monarch Georgi the Twelfth dies, unaware of the Russian declaration. Um, so apart from Holland, in Holland, where you get primary assemblies rejecting the constitution, I think that is uh, the the last of the master list for the fourth quarter. Uh, any thoughts from Charles and Alex the Great? Well, thank you for mentioning Georgia. <laughs> uh, all, 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 all credit to Alex Stevenson because I've, I've been too busy in the eighteenth in the trenches of some place called Pensacola. Um, yeah, but you'll be surprised to hear that I don't want to discuss it at the in this episode because. Uh, this is a Pope's initiative. Pope will be assassinated in March. There is a long debate whether to undo it or not. And ultimately, Alex will confirm it in September of 1801 with a special manifesto, which will be a great uh, segment to have next season because it will it will allow us to explore these competing visions of mission civilisatrice, the French, how the French are doing and how Russians are doing. Because that manifesto is 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 really interesting to read. So, anyways, so George is out for this episode. Nice and simple, excellent. Yeah, <laughs> for this episode, my preference will be th three. One is Spain and France, right? I think discussion of Louisiana is of such magnitude. All of North America is affected. Italy is affected. Spain is affected. France is affected, and not to mention so, the United so States. That's, and so to put so a name on it. Put a name on it, that's the Treaty of San Ildefonso. Yeah, so that's number one for me. Number two, we can't skip on Hohenlinden, give Moreau his credit. 
that is the thing that ends the war. I think we have to talk about it. And then third and juicy one, Josh, as you said, I think from these two big events that we discuss, listeners will really appreciate down and dirty on CI, you know, CSI <laughs> Paris investigation, uh, an attempt to kill a, a ruler, which because that is both interesting, but also will allow us to talk about Bonaparte's efforts to eliminate the opposition. So those are th my three choices, Charles. Very, very good topics, Charles. Do you can can you do better? Um, no, not really. Um, yeah, I mean the the, the Louisiana Purchase is obviously earth shattering. Um, I, mean, I don't think I need to go on about it. It's just very very important. Um, then the Battle of Ellen Linden. Yeah, I I haven't got any issue at all with that. I, I think it's very important. Um, and I haven't really got any strong thoughts about about the third slot at all. S simplicity itself, Quartermaster General. <laughs> what were your ideas? So I, I think what I, my ambition here is to get one of these eight segments where I get all three right ten years ago compared with what we <laughs> what, what we're coming up with now. And I think I've come close here. Uh, I've got Helen Linden, yeah, and I've got. Daniel Defonso, which is basically Louisiana Purchase, but Cadiz Raid, no. I, I, I mean, Infernal Machine, it, it has to be, because that's a way into the, the whole spies and the British the, and, and others' efforts to think, you know, how, how do we get rid of this guy? So I, it, it's just more interesting, isn't it? So that, that, that's what we should go with. I mean, yeah. that's, that's my sense of it anyway, but maybe some of our patrons might think otherwise, or, or, or if we can Bernie, Bernie well, what have you got for us? Uh, I was going to say that ties very well in with uh, Noah's earlier comment about uh, Jacobins and neo-Jacobins neo and royalists, so that kind of uh, times out, that brings that in from earlier. Uh, David's uh, comment is going to be about the film will be out in late October, and the Infernal Machine is apparently a big scene in that movie, so that'll be yes. a nice tie-in. Um, uh, it's yeah, I, I think it's it's, it's coming close. out around that time. Close Thanksgiving ish. I know I'm going to go see it for my birthday. So um, that's my yeah, birthday so, present from yeah. my wife. She's like, I will go see this with you for your birthday. <laughs> oh, that's that's lovely. Um, no, what, that, that's what, what, on, what on earth have you done to make your wife hate you so much? <laughs> uh, I, I, I uh, Wellington in it. Come on now, Wellington. Oh, yeah, but Rupert Everett is playing Wellington. Let's not let's not get too excited about this. And he's he's moaning about Napoleon's manners. I'm not impressed at all. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm gonna go see it for the uh, the entertainment. Uh, yes, that's true. Value. Um, yes, yes, Noah. Anything yes, is better Noah. than Napoleon's <laughs> Yes, yes, I agree with that. One hundred percent. Uh, no, I was like, uh, I was so pleased that I actually managed to spot the infernal machine scene in the trailer. Um, uh, so nice spot there too, David. Um, well, I too think that is going to be very important in the movie, but we'll have to see. Maybe there'll be a special episode for the Napoleonic Quarterly about the movie at some point. But um, we have reached the quite cohesively the end of the first, um, end of 1800. Now, I, I need to now talk to the quartermaster general because he said that he wanted this to run for an hour and he was hoping, God bless him, to get the 1800 and 1801 in this. What do you want to do? 
I think we're going very well. I think, uh, you know, we had a bit of trouble over the oranges. Hopefully no one will notice when they listen. And, uh, you know, I, 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 sus- I, I suspect that 1801 might go a bit quicker, but I'm probably okay. going to be... Are we continuing on, is the point, yes? If, if everyone's happy to. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, because there's a gaping hole right there in episode second that I'm staring at. <laughs> oh, this one here. Okay. Okay. We can, <laughs> we, can this, we can do this later. Uh, we, we, we can discuss that later. It depends what you want to do. Do you want to go back and see what we can do with that? Well, um, uh, um, uh, I, I, I suggest that we continue for now, um, try and get through. And if there's any holes at the end, often things, you know, slot in here or there. Um, okay. Yeah. Right, continuing on. on there. But Charles, did you have something? No. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It was just another joke. He's just planning another joke. <laughs> the comedy, the Charles, Charles Esdale comedy hour is <laughs> soon to be announced. Uh, right, so quarter one, 1801. Uh, <clears throat> January, yeah. British domestic affairs. You have the possibility of the Act of Union comes to fo- coming into force, I guess coming into law rather than being debated. Um, uh, February, March, confrontation between Pitt and George III over Catholic emancipation. Catholic emancipation is obviously a theme that runs through the late 18th century into the early 19th century. I have Antonio Fraser's book behind me, which is very good on that. Um, the February Pitt cabinet resigns and Addington becomes prime minister. In Italy, uh, January the 14th, Napoleon defeats, uh, Neapolitans, pardon me, are defeated at Siena in Tuscany. Uh, Northern Theatre, the stamp, the, the, the British um, place an embargo on Russia, uh, Denmark and Sweden's maritime efforts. Uh, then Denmark embargoes all British goods and Prussia is sending 20,000 men apparently to occupy Hanover. Um, British expeditionary naval warfare slash Egypt uh, between January and March. Uh, Gentilhomme's cruise escapes the Brest blockade. They had a habit of doing that, actually, didn't they? The Denmark, no, not Denmark, sorry. Uh, British forces land in Egypt, French repairs landing, and you have the Battle of Alexandria. The United States, we have an election result. Burt and Jefferson tie with 73 votes. Jefferson is chosen as president over Burr. And then Jefferson is inaugurated in March. Then diplomacy, France and Spain demand Portugal abandon its alliance with the British. Um, we have the armistice of Treviso bringing a ceasefire. Uh, Austro-French Treaty of Luneville signed. Left bank of the Rhine becomes French territory. Uh, Italian agreement at Campo Formio. Campo Formio is quite important. Cisalpine and the Gurian republics are formally restored. Uh, French, and, uh, French and Spain signed the Treaty of Aranjuez. Uh, Kingdom of Etruria is established in Tuscany. Aranjuez is a, is a good one, but probably uh, maybe we'll have had too many Franco-Spanish treaties by this point. Uh, then Russian domestic, uh, we have a, <laughs> yes, we have Tsar Paul's fun idea of sending 20,000 Cossacks to invade India. Um, and then Paul is assassinated shortly thereafter uh, and Alexander uh, is well, you know, involved somehow. Any thoughts from Charles and Alex? Yeah. Um, am I? 
can you hear me? Yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, fall, fall of pit. I mean, you know, we it's it's a key moment. It gives us a chance to evaluate pit um, and and maybe look back a bit on 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 his role in, in the whole of the 1790s. So so that's got to be there. Um, the assassination of Paul the First has has definitely got to be there. Um, Beyond that, I'm I'm open to you know I'm I'm open to, to suggestions, but I, for me those are the the two real real headlines. Alex the Great, can can you fill the gap? No, I well the the first episode I have uh, notes. To me, um, Pitt, Luneville, U.S. elections. Egypt and, and, and Paul. These are the one, two, three, four, five major, major episodes, or well, not major episodes, you know, moments of, uh, in, in these three months. And of those five, um, actually, I have a small note about Toussaint and Haiti here, since Toussaint, um, I think he, uh, he um, what's the name of it? Um, I think there's a, 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 a way to connect this to to Toussaint as well, since he captured San, uh, well, returned to San Domingo. But anyways, um, I think for me, like you know, Charles, Pitt, Paul, and maybe U.S. elections. Um, but that that means we will have to skip Louisville, which is so fundamental to. Um, you know, the rise of you know kind of rise of France's imperial power, the effect on Austria on Italy. So I'm I'm torn between U.S. elections and and Luneville. Be- I I would go for for Luneville because um, what Luneville does is it opens up the the whole question of the reorganisation of the Holy Roman Empire mm-hmm. because because the basic idea was that the the, the states which had lost territory on the left bank of the Rhine would have to be compensated effectively on the east bank of the Rhine. Mm-hmm. And and that and that meant that, that everything is up for grabs. So I, I would yeah, I mean I, I really would go for Lunaville over the American elections. Mm-hmm. I and, and I, I agree. It just I'm worried uh, maybe we can look at the topics and see how Eurocentric our discussion is and whether we need to a little bit diversify the the point of view but that gap back in quarter two look, might be a possibility if we can find a convenient event perhaps to discuss american politics but i have a feeling we'll be able to get to american politics at some point anyway this year um uh in in which that might be able to be revisited uh, but what do you think, Alex? Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, hopefully that's what we can do. Um, it's uh, this feels like um, a really interesting set of of topics here, you know. And I guess it's the nature of the, this uh, season in that you know there is less fighting now. So it's almost as if we should give ourselves permission to go for the military stuff while it's while it's all on. And maybe some of the politics does get saved up for for, for these periods. I mean, if we, we have a little look here 
I had chosen uh, Lunaville, Treaty of Florence and Alexandria. So I got one. Treaty of Florence, what's that? This was, I, mean, I, think that, I, was, I think I was going off a book that was very uh, both inaccurate and... No, that's actually uh, ties to what, Ber- what Bernie was saying uh, about uh, um, Etruria. Because that's uh, actually I've re- uh, I've read uh, Norman's book and it, it, it's, it's a great book to start with, but this uh, chapter on Etruria is, is really fascinating. Uh, Treaty of Florence was about uh, Italy and, and Naples, so and that can be tied. But I think we can tie within the San, San uh, Indelfonso Treaty we can tie the affairs of Italy because they have a knockoff effect on 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 Italy. Yeah. Yeah, I was I young. Think. I was young then. <laughs> I was going to say about Lunaville, it, it's, um, I mean, it's really 1803 when the, the final arrangements are made and then you get this movement into the uh, creation of the Austrian Empire and then the abolition of the of the Holy Roman Empire. So it, it could be pushed back because it doesn't, it doesn't really have any, Lunaville doesn't have any great effect in Europe to start off with because everybody's pretty exhausted. Yeah, if, if if I may, that, that that is quite a good point from David because one one thing we've got to factor in is that um, ideally, wherever possible, we are looking backwards, not forwards. Uh, you know, it's the nature of the timeline moving on by three months in each episode that we're assessing how things have changed and how things have developed. And whilst there is, you know, we, there's a lot of flexibility about that in terms of you know taking a specific news line as it were and using that as the hook to then talk about what has happened i often um i often end up i don't know kind of um retreating a little bit or perhaps even deleting some of the moments when our um our experts start looking ahead and introducing spoilers <laughs> no, this is all that's not part of the fun um so, uh, so yeah josh that that might therefore allow um, a, a very simple substitution uh, of American politics for Lunaville. If the bottom line of Lunaville is in, in oh, fact the next year or, yeah. or so. Yeah. So Alex, can you repeat, can you tell me what's what's on the board right now? Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you what, why don't I run through everything that we've done so far to, to, to give uh, 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 Nick, who's just appeared, hi, hi Nick, um, uh, a sense of where we've got to. So for the first quarter of 1800, the papal election, a bit of chat about France, um, and basically post the coup, uh, this new government is getting down to business and doing lots of stuff. And then something on the Ionian Islands, where you have this curious case of um, two monarchies, basically, getting together to fix up a republic, which is a bit odd. In the second episode, we've got Marengo, definitely, all the fighting between Cray and Moreau, uh, definitely, and then we do have a gap as things stand. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, quarter three of eighteen hundred, um, we've got um, the Quasi War, which is wrapping up then, and then something on the sort of heading towards the arm, the League of Arm Neutrality. Uh, again, I, that's actually another example of somewhere where the talks are in progress, and we can talk about the direction of travel in this three months leading up to the actual signing on the dotted line, which comes later on in the year uh, we've also we, we might use a treaty um between uh, the Karnak and um the british east india company to, as, as the hook to talk about india there um uh and today i mentioned the quasar quasar war india and naval slash trade 
uh, on uh, on the, the northern narrative strand that we'll see in this three months. Okay, uh, the final three months of 1800, we've got the Louisiana Purchase, which is agreed in the Treaty of San Ildefonso, the Battle of Hohenlinden, which really wraps up the war, and then the Infernal Machine and the, the attempt on Bonaparte's life, and uh, which is a good, good thing to talk about in Paris. And then we move into the episode we've just been discussing, which is the first quarter of 1801. Um, Alex and Charles between them had outlined three, op- uh, five options. Um, the Act of Union, which was Britain. We we had Paul's assassination, the Treaty of Lunéville, which is will be a work in progress, which is why I'll probably drop it, and Egypt, which uh, does contain actual fighting, but uh, we'll we'll put that to one side and probably go in. That leave, that would leave the U.S. elections um, and all the uh, shenanigans which Hamilton is involved in uh, in uh, fixing it up for Jefferson over Burr. Uh, so that's where we've got to. There's still three more episodes to figure out, but that's the state of play so far in this extraordinary and unprecedented exercise. Thank you, thank you for that, that roundup, <laughs> Quartermaster General Stevenson. Um, so we think that we're good for is that uh, we think we have enough things to chew over with for the first quarter of 1801 uh i think all the comments bernie have have sort of been addressed realistically either incidentally or directly i i think so we had a couple of comments uh i think uh alex uh the great kind of referred to uh noah's comment about the unification of Hispaniola. I think we're looking at trying to tie that in in quarter three. Um, and then uh, just now, uh, similar to Lunaville, you know, one could argue the actual genesis of Louisiana Purchase is 1803 after the election of Jefferson. So with that out of consideration, I think in this context, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when we're talking about Louisiana Purchase, we're talking about France purchasing it from Spain or the, the cause he's, I mean, the yes. Louisiana purchase, the U S Louisiana purchase isn't until 1803. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly the, the is... treaty of San Ildefonso sets that up, but yeah, I think we wanted there. to, to focus it more around the Delfonso and, and, and therefore sort of the wider scope of, of what was going on at that time, rather than directly the Jeffersonian, um, acquisition as you might call it. But um, so those are all excellent, all excellent questions. I see the quartermaster general raising his hand. Oh, yeah. just wanted to, to quickly say something as big as um, uh, Louisiana Purchase. We could definitely, you know, start. We could use Ildefonso to mm. work towards, um, you know, the, 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 the big moment itself and start think, sort of mm. talk about it in, in that episode in almost like hypothetical terms as to what this could mean, what 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 would the implications be and what would people have been thinking about it at the time. Um and uh yeah that's that's my way of covering for that one. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. It, it does right. um it does feed in as well because I mean I, I, France, France didn't purchase Louisiana from Spain, they just said give it back. <laughs> which is how which, which is how they got it in the first place, I believe. Well yeah. <laughs> knock on that Spain then gets um, Tuscany which they seem to for some well classical reasons I suppose for to call it Etruria and of course Tuscany was an Austrian secondo geniture and so the, um, the, the, the uh, um, Archduke Ferdinand gets moved up uh, to uh, Salzburg and then you get the elector of it's, it all it all kind of 
you know, this, um, oh, what's that game where you, you, you push them all around, you put, push all the pieces around, and it fin- you finish up, it's all, it all finishes up in the reorganization of Germany. Got it. Excellent. Yes, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good case for keeping Il D'Alfonso uh, front and center. With this Treaty of San and D'Alfonso and with Haiti still out there, you can kind of talk about um, how uh, Alex. You know, sort of, um, <laughs> the French ambitions to <laughs> Napoleon's sort of thoughts about a, a new world empire, um, you know, with, with Haiti still sort of hanging fire and now he's got Louisiana back, you know, mm-hmm. set that up for kind of a, a scope. Um, it's but, also, uh, to, we're going to be spending too much time on Ido Alfonso right now already, but um, it's an interesting sort of uh, <laughs> comparison with the with the idea of the old um, fa- it's a legacy of the old family compact between the Bourbons, which was a big deal with, um, you know, shifting territory around when they needed to. <laughs> uh, shall we move on to uh, the quarter quarter two of 1801? Okay, possible possible topics to discuss. Um, we return to British expeditionary slash naval warfare on a, in April, where the British win the Battle of Copenhagen. Uh, then. You have the British squadron under Duckworth raiding um, Swedish possessions in the Caribbean. Uh, maybe all one subject there, possibly, is the, the British attacking the Dutch. Um, then we have um, the capture of Cairo. And di- uh, diplomacy, May to June, the Pasha of Tripoli declares war on the United States. Um, going to get some very famous incidents moving forward with that uh, for the U.S. Navy, certainly. Uh, and Russia-British Convention is signed in June. Uh, Switzerland, mm, Bonaparte grants a new constitution uh, to try and keep everybody happy there, but apparently it's not massively successful. Uh, and then in Russia, Alexander restores many administrative and government practices of Catherine the Great and um, begins discussions with the unofficial committee, so reforms in Russia following the death of the old Tsar. Uh, then in Spain, we have the War of the Oranges in May, um, and there in June seven, the Treaty of Badajoz ends the War of the Oranges. So this could be this could be where the Los Naranjas come into it. <laughs> yeah. Charles and Alex, over to you. Okay, well, um, now, now that I um, can talk about Spain rather than talking about Spain when I shouldn't have been talking about Spain, I do think we should have the War of the Oranges and and Godoy's reemergence for definite. I, I think we should have Copenhagen and the collapse of the... Um, uh, what you call it, the arm neutrality. Um, the third one, well, I um, haven't really got strong feelings. Egypt, perhaps? Situation in Egypt? Could be, could be. Alex the Great. All right. Um, I, I, I completely agree with um, Charles. War of Oranges is the must. Um, the attack on Copenhagen is a must because it, it affects wider situation in, in Europe. It will be a nice tie in to our earlier discussion on the 
First Continental Blockade, on the League of Armed Neutrality, on the Europe, you know, kind of efforts to reshape uh, international environment. My third one is the uh, the Tripoli War, and I think that one is important because it will allow us to move away from Europe to tie in North Africa. It is important because it is the first time that the United States will project its interests so far from its shores. So a kind of imperial republic theme that we can raise. And it's also important because they're Georgian Mamluks in Tripoli. <laughs> that I would love to <laughs> highlight. <laughs> well, we may be able to accommodate you there. <laughs> Um, I sacrificed Georgia in, in December episodes. So. <laughs> we and we noticed we noticed the sacrifice. We should try and help you out there, Quartermaster General. What were your initial thoughts? My, my initial thoughts were uh, again misguided. I got Copenhagen, uh, the Haiti Constitution. Uh, I think uh, clearly I was thinking ten years ago that we would discuss the build-up to it, despite the actual. Uh, unveiling of it taking place in the following quarter on, or just into the following quarter on July the 7th. And then my last one here was Algeciras, which is a naval battle that, that basically takes place between the two quarters. It's, it's just a few, it's just like six ships or, or so. It's, it's pretty small fry. Um, but I, I guess, you know, when I was think, that what I was thinking about then was, is there anything I could talk about? You know, is this is this actually a, 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 a goer, this this podcast idea. So I was saying, yeah, that'll do. Uh, but but so, so so we could definitely put that to one side. I mean, my thoughts are that as well as oranges and, and Copenhagen, it would it would be nice to get something in on on uh, Tripoli. Um, it's, it's something which um, I learned about through this book, The Barbary Pirates by C.S. Forrester. <laughs> It's, you can see it's it's basically for kids, for American kids, published in the, I guess, 1950s, and uh, tells you everything a 12-year-old American in 1955 needs to know about the Barbary Pirates. <laughs> hey, you can even tune in that famous from the halls of Montezuma to exactly. the shores of Tripoli. The U.S. Marines made it part of the their song, so... <laughs> um, that is that's all that's that's three right off the bat which seems to 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 fit all bills to be honest i don't think there's any sort of contention there bernie does there, is anybody else got anything no i don't think so i was going to uh i, I was going to sort of second if if alex beat me to it and he's far more uh, uh you know uh learned than i but i live uh, 20 miles from boston and the uss constitution so i was going to uh, suggest that the Tripoli piece might be worth uh, foreshadowing the growing naval U.S. naval power uh, in in this period. So um, that was going to be my suggestion. I, so. I I do want to just sort of give a moment of recognition to the idea, the gallant idea of Algeritas, um, because that is a battle that the French won at sea. There were specific reasons why they did win at sea against the Royal, Royal Naval, Naval Squadron, but the guy who won that battle became quite celebrated for doing so because it's the only, I think, definitive at sea defeat uh, of the British Navy by the French. But I'm not really sure how we can shoehorn it in. 
Well, it'd be well, great to get way, something on it with Kenneth Johnson, who, who uh, you yeah. know, yeah. But one way, this is the second episode, right? Yes. Uh, this is the, se- the second quarter. It ends, in June. Yeah. it ends in June. So what we can do is, because the Battle of Algeciras also is in July. <laughs> That's yeah, true. It's, 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 <laughs> we can true. tie the two of them <laughs> in one segment in the third episode. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I, I may as well admit to you now that my proposal did, in fact, have two segments on it, one in this episode and one in the next. <laughs> You're really <laughs> cheering for the French in this. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what was I thinking? But Bernie, just uh, meanwhile, you know, just in passing, we need to get you down to um, USS Constitution and, and get you interviewing, um, you know, the team there. That'd be a great thing to have on, on the podcast. Just a little thought there to chuck in. Well, I'd be happy to go. My 12-year-old has been bugging me to go back, uh, take him back again. He's uh, big on ships and sailing. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That is a great idea, Alex. And Bernie would owe you uh, if you do that. Mm-hmm. We're all on board. Uh, so, uh, if that's everything we can think of at the second for quarter three, uh, which sounds like a, a fun episode. Um, we will, that's quarter two, I'm very sorry, quarter three, uh, we already have something on the the board uh, yeah. for Haiti. Haiti, yeah. So we only really need two, to bear in mind there. Um, so that, uh, yes, yeah, what you have there is a uh, promulgation of the constitution, right? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. Uh, so possible headlines for quarter three. 1801, uh, we return to British expeditionary and naval warfare uh, in Egypt. We have the uh, July, uh, we have the second battle of Algeritas um, and then French forces in Egypt surrender. Uh, religion and politics, Pius Twelfth and Napoleon signed the first Concordat. Uh, diplomacy. In August, we have the treaty between Bavaria and France um, in compensation for British, uh, sorry, for French acquisitions on the left bank of the Rhine. Uh, September, uh, we have an imperial diet which agrees to establish a committee to negotiate with France on compensation for territories on the left bank of the Rhine. Late September, uh, French and Portugal sign a France and Portugal uh, sign a treaty ending their hostilities. Uh, then in September, we have three part, three things from Russia. Um, we have the uh, establishment of eight specialized ministries, replacing old collegiate boards. We have a manifesto annexing Eastern Georgia, uh, published in Moscow, and the coronation of Alexander I. Uh, so... No, there's there's some things to possibly put in there with Haiti. Uh, any thoughts, Charles and Alex? The, the Concordat in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. Alex. Um, so I have. Uh, so this is where we. Uh, it's 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 going to get a little bit complicated. Um, if we want to include Algeciras, we agree that um, mm-hmm. this is the episode. However. There are far more important things happening as well. So yeah. Haiti Constitution is a must, which will allow us to evaluate the situation in Haiti throughout uh, past year. Concordat is is the must because it is about 
not just returning church to France, but about evaluating the relationship between church and state, assessing the state of Catholicism in really in, in Western and Central Europe. So it's, it's a huge theme. And of course, um, part of me really wants to touch upon that manifesto because it will allow us to discuss the Russian Russian imperialism and put it in the context of the French, um, British, American imperialism. Um, so in that sense, for me, it's Haiti conquered that and the Russian manifesto. That would seem to make most sense because although the surrender of the army in Egypt is is important, it's it's sort of, Egypt is sort of done by now with the, in terms of the French. I suppose everybody kind of the, the, a last word may not be necessary with that. Whereas the Russian manifesto and the coronation of the Tsar is certainly highly important by comparison. Alherithas is. It's a shame we can't think of an episode that could include a talk about the French Navy, wherein it would play a rather significant role on its own. Uh, I don't think it's a deal breaker to ignore it. It sounds episode. like a good idea for a, a bonus episode. We should totally mm. do that. I mean, I've been meaning to get Kenneth Johnson on for ages to talk about the, the French Navy. So, so we, we definitely need to, to find a way, yeah. I think you do need a separate bonus episode because once he starts talking, it's impossible to to, to, to contain him. Um, but I think Josh is is right that you know the, you know Charles I think wanted Egypt. He just I don't know how to because there are so many good things here, right? Um, I mean this is a great victory for the for the British in Egypt, so I don't know how we can skip on that. Mm. This, uh, when is the Battle of Abukir and and the death of Abercrombie? Um, second one, the second one is in March. This is the August will be the surrender of Alexandria. Right. So we we skipped on did we, uh, we skipped on uh, March. Um, yes, yeah, here invasion, right? Yeah, so it was considered, but it lost out to yeah, um, yeah to the others. So Ooh. this is where it will be mentioned, I assume, in that episode. But maybe Egypt is the one to bring to that August, and with Alexandria surrendering, to look back and say, by the way, it surrenders because in March the the French got their asses handed to them. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. and the British so, lose, yeah. British get another military martyr. Or the first military motor of the <laughs> of the war, but um, it could be something that we could leave in for the the plebiscite as well, of course. I love it. I love you know. You, you talked about it at the beginning <laughs> about. The... Oh, you mean? Uh... <laughs> see, that's how. See, he pretends not to be Napoleonic in spirit, oh. but ultimately, <laughs> it's all just the pretense of choice. <laughs> what? What plebiscite? What? Were... <laughs> that, that's what such good. That's such a good. That's such a good meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh dear, I thought you were talking about actual history, but uh, I was getting very confused. But of course, you're right, we should have plebiscites uh, for this podcast as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, and we've come up with a neat solution here where um, 
we've, we, we regretted not having Egypt in this episode, so we'll probably find a way to put it in here, and that'd be great. And we'll just have to, Russia and the manifesto will just have to be put to one side. Um, I'm surprised, actually, Alex, that you, you were giving that one up so easily because um, it, it feels like quite a big moment in the, this season, like taken together. But are, are there further disappointments to come for Georgia? <laughs> yeah, we, we Sorry, are used to it. Not... <laughs> there, are some, there, are some, there are some things going on in the chat which suggest maybe a bonus episode on Georgia would resolve these problems um, themselves. Um, uh, so what what were your what were your concepts for this episode, Quartermaster General? Oh oh mine yes right well let's have a little look. So I had Al Jazeera of course, Egypt capitulation and the Concordat. So I've uh, very close, actually, very close, very close. I've got two out of three, which I think is my best performance so far. So that's not too bad. <laughs> okay. I think oh, we've been nice. running with the I think we've been running with the comments. Um, as they've been happening, Bernie, by accident. But is there anything you've noticed that we have ignored? Uh, no, we've 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 kind of tied in Egypt. Uh, we're coming back to that, as Noah suggested, and you you mentioned the the bonus episode on Georgia, which certainly I would listen to. Um, so uh, I think we've covered everything from this got, particular period. Got a lovely um, we've got a lovely selection of bonus episodes coming on the French Navy, Georgia. <laughs> I will say uh, I picked up this summer uh, a book called um, Napoleon's Admirals, Flag Officers of the Arc de Triomphe by Richard Humble. I don't know if you guys have uh, heard of that one. Um, I was, you know, we, there's so many books on the marshals. I was like, is there anything on the uh, French naval piece? Oh, in period? Oh, and, oh, I hear you. Oh, I hear you. Because uh, I got asked to do an episode on the French Navy for Zach White some, uh, uh, last year, and it is a nightmare to find to find <laughs> information about these people. <laughs> it's all in it, basically it's all in French, so it gave well, me an excuse to try and. The the sad thing is that Jen, uh, Kenneth Johnson, who is a, a, a dear friend and, uh, of mine, has all of it in English. He just. <laughs> selfish he's just selfish <laughs> i've been begging him for 23 years to publish it and he's one of those perfectionists who want to make sure that all the t's are crossed and i's are dotted well, we'll look forward to that ken where were, you, where were you when i needed you <laughs> alex would you mind reading um what you have on the board what the whole book the whole lot yeah, or for the, the, this episode the last one so, uh, third quarter, the, we've got five options. Um, the three we're going with, it looks like, will be Haiti, Concordat, and Egypt. And we're using Egypt there as the hook to then look back because we weren't able to uh, to cover, <laughs> cover Alexandria in March. And then, and then that leaves us with bonus episodes on Russia slash Georgia and, um, you know, naval stuff. I'll just hear us, but, you know, French naval stuff, etc. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Right, so that brings us then to quarter four, 1801. Possible topics are, uh, in diplomacy, we have the Ottomans agreeing to a preliminary peace agreement with the French. Um, then uh, the preliminary Anglo-French peace signed as the Treaty of London. Um, France opening negotiations with the papacy over the Concordat in November. 
uh, French domestic, we have a, um, another attempted assassination of Napoleon Bonaparte in the opera plot. Um, and I think uh, there's some, there might be some sort of confusion happening here with the master um, list because we have uh, a second entry of the um, the infernal machine. Um, so yeah, there must be there, there, there must be a confusion between whether it happened in 1800 or 1801. Um, it did happen in the autumn, though. This much we know. <laughs> this much we know. <laughs> uh, so, but well, whatever, I'm sure the infernal machine will play a part somewhere. Um, then we have uh, in the Caribbean, the French army leaves France for Saint Domingue, Santo Domingo. If you're a Hispanicist. Um, that's all we have actually written down in the master list for quarter four of 1801. Um, are there any any thoughts, additions from Alex the Great and Charles? I, th I feel like we need to give Charles a better name now that we've we've elevated <laughs> his 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 colleague. Um, Charlemagne. I, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> There can be only one great one. Come on now. <laughs> I was going to say I couldn't imagine having a better name than Alex. I'm, I'm not certain I deserve a better name than Alex. So, <laughs> so I, I will be simply modest about this. Um, right, okay. Sire, Sirenissimo. <laughs> how about how about Carissimo? That 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 that's Carissimo. Nice. Okay, Carissimo. Uh, very very romantic. <laughs> Um, no, seriously, um, I, I, I'm obviously the Treaty of London has got to be in there for for, for quarter four, um, and I, yeah, I mean, if if the French army goes sailing off to to Saint Domingue, I'd, I'd go with that, um, because obviously the move to reconquer um, Saint Domingue, you know, is a major. It's a major objective of Napoleon at this stage, um, and it's going to lead to an almighty war um, over the next couple of years. So I'll go with that. Uh, yes, those are, to my mind, excellent topics, Alex. Alex the Great, Agnes. Uh, so, kind of looking a little bit ahead, maybe it would be better to keep Haiti until the next season because we can talk about French troops landing in Haiti in January of 1802. The problem, of course, then will be that in this treaty, in, in, in well, in this episode, in 1801, what will be the key? We, we don't even uh, have three core issues to discuss, at least. We haven't talked about that, right? So, I don't know, because I, I, guess, I guess November, December is a bit slower than the other periods um yeah this is a tough one to figure out um there are only a handful of episodes where you, we are scratching our heads a little bit this may be one of them it's partly on that basis that i i one thing i like about doing haiti here is that you're basically setting it up as a trailer for the next season it's sort of a you know you can look backwards and we can we can take stock of course we'll have covered it in this episode as well the one just beforehand but you know maybe maybe this is how we kind of start to dig into haiti in a little mm -hmm. more detail and um one thing that i always um 
always have had in the back of my head is that you know it's okay to have shorter episodes we can we can just do a little you know a, sort of a shorter 10 minutes than 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 a longer one although that never actually never actually works out like that in practice as as this episode itself has proven but um what what maybe your own thoughts as to what you had intended for this episode will help yeah. us here alex well, I hesitate because I've been rather letting myself down. Uh, but let's see. Okay, London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, now these are these are weird ones. A French-Russian deal. What did I mean by that? Any idea? I don't know. Kochubai. K o c h u b e i. You know that, Alex? Yeah, Victor Kochubai. Yeah, he was. Uh member of the unofficial committee uh, advising Alex on the foreign affairs. Um, this is a part, I, I assume uh, you're referring to kind of attempts to um, kind of shore up relations with France while not burning the uh, English connection in the wake of the assassination. But I, I don't know how, how crucial, how important that is to emphasize. Yeah, um, well, so one possible approach here my last one, by the way, was on Metternich in Saxony, um, which, uh, again, was pretty random. I, 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 don't, I really don't know where that came from. But having read the Wolfram Seaman biography, he, he did have an interesting time figuring out some sort of the broad brushes of, of the diplomatic lay of the land as he sort of as he gathered experience um, in that field. But But there's one little bit down here, which I've been hiding from you all. Um, which are, these are my narrative strands. And this uh-huh. is something that I have had meant to be more explicit about in the early seasons of the Napoleonic Quarterly, but I've never quite, never quite managed to get them running through. So, for, and, and basically, you know, it, it does work out in general very well, having seasons of the Napoleonic Quarterly where you can see the stories running through. I mean, in the season we're doing at the moment, where you've got Brumaire as the dramatic conclusion coming up very shortly. It's just, it works so well. And um, and so always keen on having these sort of narrative arcs within seasons that happen to sort of fit in very neatly. Um, the narrative strands I'd got scribbled on here um, were war and diplomacy. So war in Italy, war in the Rhine and Germany. Um, oh, Charles. Charles. Sorry, Charles. sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So, so war and diplomacy, the Northern League story, and the diplomacy that was associated with that. I did have Egypt down as something running as a sort of tertiary stand, and then just the domestic developments that that we talked about that actually taken together do form quite a significant part of the the story we're telling in 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 this three months. So on, on that basis, I'm interested in maybe wrapping up some of the diplomacy. Of course, what we've got to remember is as well, the purpose of this final episode of the season is to try to set up what's, you know, what's coming up, not just in the next three months, but in the next two years. So I, we could turn it into a sort of a general diplomatic roundup. You know, what is the state of play in European diplomacy? um uh in, in in this three months that 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 could potentially sit well i mean we've got treaty of london which is diplomacy anyway um but um yeah so we'll have to figure that one out but but that, that those those are some options at least uh david chimed in with an interesting suggestion about uh 
Trevithick and the Puffing Billy, the first steam train in December of 1801. Um, perhaps uh, foreshadowing some things to come. Yeah, well, absolutely, yeah. I think that's a, that... that's a very good suggestion because it will allow us to discuss the nascent industrialization uh, and, and the what growing impact. Absolutely, why not? Okay, we'll have to take we'll have to take note of it then and see what see what comes of it. See if we can shoehorn it in there somewhere. <clears throat> so that, 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 right now, I think Alex, we have agreement or at least preliminary agreement to have a, a discussion on train. What else? Uh, Sandomank and Treaty of London. Treaty of London. Okay. Mm -hmm. I saw a another comment come up. Um, from Noah? Uh, yeah. He was asking about uh, if there's anything worth speaking in East Asia or in the Far East in, in Japan or China in this time period. Well, so far as I know, the, there are one or two British ships that put into uh, Nagasaki at some point in the period, basically for various reasons, none of which are particularly significant to the Napoleonic Wars. Generally, um, I've forgotten the specifics. Mostly they they tended to go there to try and do deals about um, not killing sailors that end up shipwrecked uh, and various resupplying missions. Um, interesting if we can get them in there because they they did happen. Uh, otherwise, uh, Alex and I were chatting about various possibilities with India, um, and as 1801 turns 1802, you are going to be getting a sort of a more action, shall we say? Yeah, I agree. I think we'll actually we will have to wait until 1803, 1804, uh, um, when you can tie uh, the first Russian embassy to Japan. And then things will get really interesting in 1805, 1806, when Russians were actually raiding and bombarding uh, Japanese coastline settlements. But mm -hmm. until then, it's um, kind of backwater. Well, from from our perspective, it will be a backwater. It's the backwater of a backwater. <laughs> in fact. <laughs> can I... Can I uh ask a question um they um, david hollands you might you might well know the answer to this uh, immediately um i was just thinking about the archduke charles in austria when does he become minister of war it's a fairly complicated process um Tugu, of course is is swept away in the aftermath of home linden and you um Cabenzel uh, takes over at the Foreign Office. Charles Charles becomes Minister of War. I think yes, I think that is 1801. But September 1801, you get the Staatsund Konferenz Ministerium. He tried to set up, which was a fundamentally an attempt to at the fundamental change in the government uh, to give himself more control over foreign policy. I think he was appointed in March, so it might be just too early. If I'm not mistaken, David. I have to, <laughs> I have to check my notes on that. 
are we thinking about filling this gap with yes with, with something on that potentially the, yeah the yawning gap in quarter two of 1800 that uh, alex the great pointed out uh, at the beginning well can you refresh us what we have there already in in the yeah, you've basically got the fighting in the two theatres, so Genoa and Marengo and North Italy in in one ten minute segment, and then the other one on Cray versus Moreau, um, north of the Alps. Right. Um, yeah. So 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 the way you do Charles is you just you just simply say, having been appointed in March, Charles is spending this three months getting to grips with his new portfolio, uh, uh, or, or something like that. Um. At, and the other option I was going to suggest was uh, something on Holland um, because of this attempt to Bonaparte trying to shove this new constitution uh, down those Dutch throats. And um, that conti- that story continues later Hold on. on. Um, I think because that the missing episode, right, the segment is in 1800. Uh, mm-hmm. Charles is appointed in March of 1801, I guess. So okay. that will be, uh, yes, a little bit... Oh, I see. Yeah. So, he, yes, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, uh, he, he resigned his command to Cray in March 1800, escaping the odium of subsequent Austrian defeats, this book says. And then he was appointed war minister in early 1801. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's uh-huh. true. Yeah, yeah. So, and I would, I would, I would guess then that, yeah, that gap could be filled either by affairs in Holland or the assassination of Clébert. 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 Yes, this was this was my, and that would give me exactly <laughs> what I. That would give me my one correct. We, we have to give it. We have to give it to him. <laughs> Has to be done. <laughs> so that's an option. That would be Marenga Oranges and Clebert assassinated. Would we have enough to talk about though for ten minutes? Yeah. On mm-hmm. oh, yes, because you're going to tie it into the impact in the wider mm. context, the yeah. relationship between French and the locals. I mean, there's so much. There's a okay. lot of detail on who killed him, how they killed him, why they killed him, the time of day. You know, <laughs> it's, it's very well documented. And it, and it does continue the story. Um, I like that because because then we'll, we'll have Egypt here and we will be returning to it later on here in quarter. Uh, oh, no, here in quarter three of 1801 for another full full 10 segments for, for the for the wrap up. So, so that that feels quite neat to me. And yeah, there it is. It's my one. My one successful effort from 10 years ago. So that's a nice way of resolving that. Wow. Oh, great. Could, could, we, could we end on a better note <laughs> for, for, this, for, for, this, for this grand planning episode? Um, I will say, I think that all of these sound really amazing. I, I hope I get to be um, involved in at least one of the India topics but i'll happily put my oar into anyone that is required uh, and of course i'll be doing the headlines if uh providing my voice holds out for 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 all these episodes and so quartermaster general i'll hand hand the hand the mic back over to you and you can do whatever you want with the rest of this episode uh, <laughs> all right well uh quartermaster general is a title which is thrust upon me but i accept its mantle with with due solemnity and uh, it wasn't my idea at all. Well, I had I had thought of the idea. I confess. Sounds Napoleonic. All of them say. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I promise I won't do anything bad with this new this new responsibility you've given me. I had um, 
been wondering about quartermaster. It was Josh who suggested putting the general on the end. Well, you know, um, he, he's in his modesty. He said, "Maybe I can be quartermaster," as as in the battalion sense. And I yeah, thought, well, well, I, well that's so, just not the rank isn't good enough for like the commander. It has to be quartermaster general. Yeah, there's, there's something quite nice about it in both the army and the navy senses. Uh, in the, the army sense, it's a regimental officer, usually commissioned from the ranks, responsible for administrating barracks, laying out the camp, looking after supplies. That's a very sort of managerial sort of position. And in the naval sense, a naval petty officer with particular responsibility for steering and signals. So I think that works. But gentlemen, if I am to be the quartermaster general, then you're all, or you're all quartermasters, because surely what we've been doing in this the last two hours is exactly that. This uh, a combination. We're all, uh, we're all, deb- and, yeah. <laughs> we're all deputy quartermasters. Yeah, we have to, indeed. Yeah, so a team of quartermasters. So thank you to all of you. I, 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 this has been an interesting exercise that's only occasionally left me red-faced, and uh, whilst uh, yeah, I sort of knew a bit of it was going to be a bit messy. But I actually feel like we've got a plan. Um, and uh, and so the next step will be, I mean, uh, the way I've done this before is I had always, so say I was working on uh, season four and getting those episodes out at the moment. The idea would be that I would be doing at the same time the interviews for season five and then thinking about what the topics would be for season six. And you kind of work through it like that. That's that's how I've been doing it up to now. But uh, I'm going to have to scrunch all of those last two bits down into a couple of weeks, basically, because we are not that far away from from this episode. So, uh, but at least I know what we'll be talking about. So it'll be fine. Uh, and and this this has been um, uh, yeah a good way of doing it. I, we've seen the dangers of letting me pick what we're going to be choosing. It's not quite right. And all of the input we've had today has hopefully helped us come up with a better option. So on that on that note, I'll uh, uh, thank all of you for for, for coming along. Um, it's been good fun, I'd say. And uh, maybe we'll do it again in a little bit for, for, for the next season. But uh, I think for everyone else, I'll just say bye for now. Mm-hmm.